Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Bryce, I have a question for you. What is that question? If the United States were to be a battle royale, where do you think you would drop? Fatal Fields. So Nebraska. Well, you could probably interpret that as many states. Like Iowa. You could probably say like North Dakota, Idaho. Wyoming, like most of those states have a lot of farmland. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. I was thinking, like, New York is probably like Tilted Towers or your super the city, or probably. Well, just be like, you know, probably like, let's just say, like, you know, you take a hundred thousand people and you just have them drop in through the United States and, like, you know, it's a fight to the death and whatnot. I have to imagine a lot of people would drop New York. Um, that lobby would lag like shit. Must be a huge map, hundred thousand players. Damn, well, it's the United States, so it's a pretty big map. Big map. Well, I mean, you got probably Cali and New York. Probably have solid twenty five, if not more, each. Uh, and then the rest Florida will probably be scattered too. Yeah, Texas. Texas. Texas might be the hot drop, actually. It would probably people would probably only drop in like Miami, Houston, New York, and LA. Yeah, I don't know what got me thinking about that. I think it was just like the whole chaos of what happened the other day, and like, you know, fuck it, battle royale time. That was a horrible, horrible shit, man. Yeah, I mean um, we've we've gone into a lot of. I mean, it feels like it's every few months now we go into this political commentary, but yeah, what happened at the Capitol was absolutely fucking ridiculous. And, uh, I mean, they want to remove Trump. They want to impeach Trump. I mean, sure, I'm with that. But, like, what happened happened. I mean, we got, like, what, two weeks left of this? Less than two weeks left. Um, if, if we are going to remove him, I don't see what difference it makes other than the fact that we don't have Trump with the nuclear codes anymore. That'd be good though. I'd take that. Uh, yeah, no, it would definitely be a good thing that Trump doesn't have the nuclear codes, but anyways, the wrong ones anyway, you think they gave him just like, like a book, just like with a bunch of wrong codes. They probably just threw some random shit on some paper and gave it to him. Hey, I mean, I don't know if they're allowed to do that, but they might have just done it anyways. Hey, man. It'd be funny. It would be funny, and that's what matters in politics. It doesn't matter if it's True. ethical or helps the advancement of you know the American people. It Is it funny? It's funny. Exactly. 
Speaking of things that are funny, it's playoff time, baby. Let's go. I don't know what's funny about it being playoff time. I, but, uh, I don't I don't either, but it's hype. Uh yeah, it, it do be pretty hype though. Um shout out to the NFL for actually making it through the regular season and only moderately screwing up because of COVID. I mean that's the shout out expected. To- Shout out to the NFL for having a 5 out of 10 on how they uh, treated COVID, which is honestly probably second highest to the NBA Not the and NHL, NHL to so. NHL as well. They're sitting at number three. Uh, you know what? I'm actually going to say the NFL right now is at number four because I think the MLB had a terrible start, yes. They, brought it, they got it back together at the end of the season, though. They brought it back. MLB. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Counter argument. The NFL didn't shorten its season, and the MLB shortened it by well, 102 the games. The MLB was pretty much forced to. Well, not not forced to. Like, sure, they could have probably played more games. So it wasn't necessarily. It was like the whole negotiations that really made it take longer than it did. Which I think yeah. they need to be penalized for because that's that was dumb. Well, I'm talking about strictly how they handled the COVID aspect of it. Um, well, there was a team in the playoffs that didn't play all 60 games. Right, that was, that was just poor scheduling. Well, no, that was because of COVID. Right. It was they played pretty- double headers like every single day. I definitely put the NFL over the MLB. Although what's funny about the NFL is they showed favoritism sometimes. They really did, didn't they? Yeah. So five out uh, of ten, you give him. I give him a five out of ten. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's just higher than I would say the MLB and college football. College football gets like a two. College football gets like a two, three. I don't know. I, I'd give I'd give the MLB like a six. six I give the half. MLB probably a four and a half. I don't know. My my only logic with that is like. We didn't really hear about anyone getting cases at the end of the season. And plus, they did have the bubble set up for playoffs. No, massive counterpoint. Justin Turner played like the whole game. Okay, yeah, but that was, I don't even and came out with, that was the case. Came he out, should not have been playing. Came out for the team picture without a mask after two. And it was hugging people. And did not get in trouble for it. Yeah, that, you know what, that's a good point. I don't have any argument for that. That was that was really bad. That's that's egregious. That's like that was like the worst moment in like sports COVID. And the the NBA is kind of having some trouble now too that they've uh, abandoned the bubble. But hey, man, games game. You know that's just happy. Some the NBA is in a weird place right now. It's you know it's weird. But. Playoff time for the NFL. It's, it's, yes. This is the most wonderful time of the year for football. Obviously. This, is, this is when football matters. True. So first game of wild card weekend. Uh, probably, you probably, depends. You may or may not be done with this episode by the time this game starts. Colts, Bills. Uh, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. The Bills don't win this by double digits. Something's wrong. And it's not, well, that, the Colts, it's not that the Colts are a bad team, but like this Bills team 
I have high expectations. This is a good football team. Yeah, this was definitely the uh, worst first-round matchup for the Colts. Uh, I would have liked them against the Steelers, and I probably would have liked them against uh, probably the Titans. No. Well, maybe not the Titans. I don't know, but this this is a not an ideal matchup for the Colts. Um, I could definitely see this being a two-score game for the Bills. Maybe not necessarily double digits, but the Bills are going to win this football game and move if on. If it's to a two-score game, it has to be either nine or double digits. Okay, you know what? Bills by nine. Fuck it. Fuck it. Bills by nine. Yeah, the Bills, listen, I understand that, like, you know, it's been, like, uh, 20-something years since they've won a playoff game. Here's the thing, though. Um, winning a playoff game is not going to satisfy me, and it shouldn't satisfy Bills fans. I mean, ob- well, obviously, like, don't be, like, you know, uh, like, don't celebrate that they won. Like, you could celebrate that they won, but, like, you should have AFC championship minimum aspirations for this football team. Uh, and if they don't make it there, that is a failed season, despite them not winning a playoff game in, like, 20-some years. Um, You know, I like, if I were a Bills fan and, you know, they win a playoff game for the first time in my lifetime, obviously I'm going to be happy. Well, yeah, obviously I'd be happy, but that, but that not it's more like... Yeah, it's more like a job not finished kind of thing. Like, you started the job, now you got to go, you know, get more wins. Job's not finished. It's not. And, it's you know, it's such a it's such a hilarious thing. The Bills get the two seed and are in position to win their first playoff game in 25 years or so. And it's like the – and it's the first time, like, in I, that I can remember where the two seed doesn't get a bye. Yeah, that is kind of funny. And it would be really funny if, as a result, the Bills... They lost? They lost it would be games. funny. I'm be, that would it be, would, it be would be objectively hilarious if that were to happen. It, it, it would be funny. I would definitely laugh. But I don't think they're going to. Honestly, you're kind. Of, I kind of get what you're saying. Because I would take the Colts against, like, most teams. Uh, but not the Bills. I would not take them against the Bills. Colts are a solid team. I mean, like, it came down to a tiebreaker as to whether or not they'd be playing this game or if they'd be playing Baltimore. Um, I'll tell you I what, they probably like would against Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. But Baltimore doesn't handle tough teams very well. All right. The next one at 440. Uh, you should be done with this episode. Um Better be unless you're listening to multiple you, episodes. Unless you're listening to you, you times. better be on your like fifth listen by this. No, like third. You better be on your third listen by the time third this game listen. Starts. Maybe maybe you're you know maybe you're like you know half an hour into your third listen because we'll we'll give you a little break. You know, gotta gotta take yeah. a little break sometimes. But uh, Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks favored by three at home. Uh, I got a feeling this game's gonna be really sloppy between both these teams, because I have not been very yes. impressed by either of these teams lately. Well, I'm I'm going to take the Seahawks um, pretty easily, especially if golf doesn't play. Even if golf plays, I still like Seattle. Um, yeah, I just think Seattle's the better of these two teams. I'm not like, I, I agree with you. I'm not very impressed by either of them, truthfully. Uh, I think they'll probably lose to whoever they play in the next round. But if I have to take one of them, 
Um, so you can see it all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Goff isn't playing this weekend because of his whole thumb, but, uh, you know, <sighs> Seattle should be able to show up this week. They better be able to because, like you said, there's a good chance that they're going to lose in the divisional next week unless I'm really convinced that they can show up and play the Rams very well. Uh, this season, Seattle, when they played the Rams... They lost one time and won the other time. So, you know, we, it depends on which Rams we're going to see, which Seahawks we're going to see. Um, granted, they did show up pretty well when they played Week 16, that 29 win. I'm not incredibly confident in them right now, though. I'm just not. I don't know why this team has such a shitty defense. Sure, they've been showing up the past couple of weeks, but, I mean, they haven't exactly wowed me, per se. But, uh, yeah, I got the Seahawks. Now it's primetime football. Buccaneers versus the football team. Um, I mean, I'm taking the Bucks. I think it's kind of wild, man. An eight-point favorite on the road in the playoffs is not something you see very often, but it's what we see here. I, I listen. Tom Brady. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think this game. I think a lot of people are kind of blowing this game off. Um not giving it like any real attention. And I'm not saying like you absolutely should, but I do think there's something here. Like there, there could be something. I do think the bucks are going to win probably, you know, without much of a sweat, but I don't think it's going to be like a walk in the park. You know, I, I'm going to give Washington some credit here. This is, either the best or the worst possible matchup they could have gotten this round. Because Brady traditionally has a rough time in the postseason against teams with really good pass rushers. And Washington happens to have a couple of really good pass rushers. So that could be very good for him. But if Tampa Bay's offensive line holds up and they need to send more pressure to Brady to get him to make bad throws, Brady has a tendency to pick that apart. Yeah. So Brady could either have a masterclass performance or he could have an absolute stinker. That's like so, Brady. If you blitz Brady, he's like, he's going to pick that apart pretty much. That's, every how you, time. that's how you beat Brady. You go into man coverage and you send at max four people. And if you got elite edge rushers, you can send three and then drop a fourth, another guy back into coverage. Really have to make Brady thread the needle. But if you start blitzing, you know, five, six, seven guys, Brady's going to find the open spots and he's going to pick that apart, especially with this offense where he's got so many weapons. You, you can't even have them all on the field at the same time. That's just how this team is. So, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to if Washington gets desperate or not, uh, if they can keep pace. That's another thing is their defense is going to have to put on a master class because their offense is not going to move the ball, right. at least very well. So... It's going to take a lot. I don't think it's, you know, it's not impossible. Uh, I think it's, uh, it could very well happen. We've seen seven to nine teams win before. It's happened. It's not, you know, the craziest thing. The last two teams that were seven and nine 
as a wild card team. They both won their wild card round matchups, didn't they? I don't think they were wild card. I think they were division winner. Well, I know the wild, Seahawks wild were card, like the wild card round. Right. I'm pretty sure the last two won them. But... Our, well, yeah, the Seahawks had the the you know the Marshawn Lynch run. Yeah, yeah Beast Quake. And I yeah. think uh, the Rams did it. I don't remember. But that was a while ago. But I think Tom Brady handles this one. I don't see the Bucks going that far, but I definitely see him beating the football team. All right, moving on to the Sunday games. We got Ravens at Titans. This one's interesting because they're in Tennessee. Baltimore's favored by three on the road. But I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be honest. I don't like it. I am. I think I'm taking the Titans. I'm really, really considering the Titans right here because I have a hard, hard time justifying picking the Ravens, who already lost to the Titans, mind you, when the Ravens were the home team. Granted, I believe they were handling, they were dealing with the COVID uh, bout at that point. They might have been. I'm not sure. But, you know, Tennessee has proven that they can beat the Ravens. The Ravens have looked rather sloppy against good teams this season. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Tennessee this week. This is I yeah, this I is gonna be a def- matchup to look out for. I'm taking Tennessee. I think I I don't under really get um I don't really get why Tennessee's not favored. I mean I don't know, but I think Tennessee um is a, you know there's it's that tough team that's that's built for the playoffs you know they're they really only got better after their uh, surprising run last year. Most teams have that run and just fade, but this team, I think they're poised to make some waves again. Yeah, they've Maybe, got that chip on their shoulder. You know, Derrick Henry's coming off a monstrous season, and I, I don't know if Baltimore's got it in them to beat these guys. I just don't. Baltimore, I don't know. I mean, they de- Baltimore desperately needs a playoff win, but I don't. I don't think it's going to come not this year because all Lamar's been hearing. You know, he just he can't win a playoff game. Can't do it in the big moment. Uh, and we'll have to see. I mean, it's going to take a very insanely good Lamar performance to beat this Titan team. Um, so we'll see. But I don't think it's coming. I think the Titans win this game. All right, the 440 game. Oh, yeah, nah, screw this. Saints Saints are winning this game by 25 at least. Saints-Bears I is my pick for, like, the least appealing playoff game. Because, like, Seahawks-Rams is probably going to be the worst one. But, like, those are tough games, you know? Like, it's a divisional opponent. They always play each other close. That it's a, at least a little interesting. Saints Bears, I dude, I think I'm, I, I I got some napping to catch up on. Like, dude, like you want to talk about? There, you should be concerned if the Bills don't beat the Colts by at least ten. I'd be yeah, very concerned if the Saints the, don't yeah. win this game by at least fourteen to seventeen points. Saints, I mean, the Saints need a bounce. They need something. They need some momentum because I don't really think they came in here with that much. 
Uh, they they are uh, three and two in their last five. So nothing really to hoot and holler about. No, not exactly. The last game of wild card weekend. Browns at Steelers. Pittsburgh favored by six at home. You know, I'd be more inclined to take the Browns right now if, like, half their coaching staff didn't have COVID right now. You know, it's a damn shame because we're going to – I mean, it's a damn shame that Pittsburgh is probably going to get a playoff win, man. That's a damn shame. Um, Neither of these teams really deserve to win a playoff game, in my opinion. Uh, I think the Steelers – well, if the Steelers won – Let's say everyone we picked won and the Steelers win. Who do they face? Do they face they're oh the three, um, right? As the three seed, I believe they play the winner of Tennessee Baltimore. I'll tell you what, if it's whew, actually both I'm, those I'm games. not they play they um Kansas City would play the lowest winning yeah. seed. So that would so be. It depend. That really depends if. Actually, well, are the Titans so really four? This year, but... Oh yeah, the Titans are four. So, and everyone we pick to win is a division winner. So the, the Chiefs would play the Titans. I think it'd be Steelers um, and like... Bills, and the Steelers are not winning that fucking game. So. No, we we've seen what happens with Steelers Bills. And frankly, I expect this to just—I expect that to just be worse. That would be a slaughter. Yeah, Bills are sleepwalking to the AFC Championship if they get the Steelers. <laughs> I'm uh, actually I'm I'm looking at the Bills Colts on ESPN right now. Um, you know they got ticket prices for everybody like that's having fans. Um, right, Ravens Titans is having fans. The tickets are as low as one hundred eighty-five dollars. Uh, Bears Saints tickets are five hundred fifty-three dollars minimum. Uh, Brown Steelers ticket prices four hundred seventy-three dollars at minimum. And then you just casually scroll back up to Saturday at one o'clock. Colts Bills tickets as low as ten thousand eight hundred fifty-two dollars. Well, because it's limited seating. I think I, they're I sold out. I think real tickets are sold out. That's why. I don't. I. Oh yeah, maybe. Because there was only like 6,100 people allowed, I think. That's probably it, but I just think it's hilarious that that's, you know, the cheapest ticket price you're getting right now. Yeah. It's probably won't even be a good game either. You know, I'm sure all the Bills fans that are going to show up won't care. All right. So, do we want to move on to the College Football National Championship? Because we don't exactly have a lot to talk about there, but... I guess. There is something to talk about. Well, we talked about the playoff last week, right? I mean... Yes, we did. uh, So, who do you have in the College Football Goodyear National Championship? I don't think it's Goodyear. I don't remember who sponsors it. Well, uh, it is. It's not Goodyear. It's AT and T. AT and T. Well, 
We got number three, Ohio State, at number one, Alabama. Bama's favored by eight as the home team, even though they're in Miami. Well, yeah, they're in Miami, so no one's really home team. Right. I mean, I don't think it's very controversial to say that this is going to be Alabama, and Alabama's going to win this by a lot. I don't know about a lot. I mean, Ohio State's got momentum. They're scary, um, but I don't think they're beating Alabama. Uh, it's, it's Alabama. Uh, Alabama's going to hoist the Mickey Mouse trophy this year. It's just, it's been a horrible year for college football. This this championship really doesn't mean anything to me. I'm sure Nick Saban's really concerned about what Bryce Olds thinks about He doesn't know why, he can't hear, he's deaf, so who cares? I mean, that, that is a true statement, he is deaf. <laughs> People don't talk about that deaf. enough. Nick Saban is one of the best college coaches of all time. He's also deaf. True. He can't even hear me talking shit about this championship. So exactly. Yeah, no. I I think Alabama off that Devontae Smith Heisman win uh, uh, is gonna is gonna win the game. How about that? How do you feel about Devontae winning Heisman though? He deserved it. Yeah, I agree. Actually, going back to NFL for a second. Um. Who let's do our awards, you know, because regular season's over, you know, we got to give out the regular season awards. Uh, I think we should start. Who is your offensive rookie of the year? Offensive rookie of the year? Well, as badly as I want to say Jonathan Taylor, it's fairly obvious that it's going to be Justin Herbert. I mean, there really isn't much. Wow. Um, I think you're wrong, honestly. Really? I think it's Justin Jefferson. You know, Justin Jefferson had an unreal season, but like, look, this is a quarterback's league. Herbert hey, I get several it. records. So did J Jets, man. He did. I mean J Jets made the APL pro team. I he mean, did, second team all pro, which we you know have a couple questions about the All-Pro, but, you know, that's that's for neither here nor there. I think JJ's deserved to be on the second team, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, that's not one of the questions I have, but, you know, it's a quarterback's league. It's going to – it's definitely down to those two as the two front runners, but I think because of the quarterback bias, and even though Jefferson had a fantastic rookie season, which my fantasy team greatly appreciated, I'm just not sure – if the voters are going to see it the same well, way as I'm as, asking, I'm asking you who should win, not what the voters should, okay, are going to say. Okay, who I think should win? Hmm. You know, I want to stick to my guns here and say Herbert. Really, I'm I'm going J Jets. Absolutely, J Jets deserves offensive rookie of the year. Hey, they gave it to Odell. I understand. You know, a quarterback like Herbert didn't come in the league at the same time as Odell. But he had a better season than Odell's rookie campaign. They gave Odell rookie of the year. I, I think, don't remember there being any big. Uh... That's what I just said. But yeah, you know what? Fuck it. To a tag of I. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jesus. You know what? You know what? Let's let, let's run it back. Will Greer should have been offensive rookie. Oh God, <laughs> he was so bad. Who is your defensive rookie of the year? 
I mean, obviously, it's obviously Josh Uche. True, it is. It is obviously him. Uh, Chase you. No, 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 no. It's 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 a uh, it's Kyle Duggar. Uh, sure, he exists. Our, yeah, our, Chase our D2, Young. That's our D two safety. That's definitely not Chase Young. Mm-hmm. Chase Young is the defensive rookie of the year. I forget he's a rookie sometimes. You know, he plays like a, a guy who's been in the league eight nine years. Yeah, he's he's a monster. But uh, yeah, no, we, I'm pretty sure this was the consensus rookie of the year. I'm pretty sure he won it as soon as he got drafted. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was it was obvious from the start. All right, who is your defensive player of the year? Defensive player of the year? Well, if I remember correctly, I do believe that TJ Watt led the league in sacks, if I'm not mistaken. I think he did. So... I think it would make sense to it assume was, it was strange. Carolina gets the ball front runners for defensive player of the year. Traditionally, that has been where defensive player of the years are. It's usually the edge rusher with the most sacks. So I could definitely see an argument being made for TJ Watt here. I'm definitely taking TJ Watt as defensive player of the year. I mean, he's been good. He kind of emerged last year, but this year he exploded. He is a phenomenal player and yeah, he deserves DPOY. Absolutely. I could also see him going, uh, Xavier Howard here. Howard, interceptions. Howard had a great season too. Um, and last year they gave DPOY based on, yeah, Gilmore had some picks, but this year, I think, I think it was a fact about how Gilmore absolutely shut down whichever wide receiver he was lining up across from there. That was their whole except Devontae Parker. Hey, we don't got to talk about that. <laughs> but TJ Watt, I mean, here's the thing if you want to go picks, Xavier Howard had 10 picks, TJ Watt had 15 sacks. Like, if you want to compare the two, it's probably well, easier to get a harder, sack. Yeah, it's probably it's but, like not that it's easy to do either, but I think it's probably easier to uh get a sack than uh, intercept an NFL quarterback. Probably. All right. Um, Who is your offensive player of the year? Well, assuming that we're not counting quarterbacks. Um, well, it's hard not to, right? It's hard not to, but I feel like Uh, we saw a non-quarterback Okay, you can you can. Is your MVP pick a quarterback? Has to be right. Yes. Always is. So you can say any quarterback but him. So I won't say my MVP pick. You won't say yours. Um, I'm gonna give it to Derrick Henry. You know he hit two thousand rushing yards this season, seventeen rushing touchdowns. He he pretty much just led the league in flattening defenses. So I think it's kind of hard not to give it to him here. Even yeah. There's plenty of candidates that you could make an argument for. I'm going to go Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry's a solid pick. Um, I would say I would give it to either Derrick Henry, and I might this might be controversial, but I'm going to throw Deshaun Watson in the conversation as well. Hmm. Uh, he led the league in yards uh, by how much? By 
almost 100. Well, led by 80 yards. Uh, 33 to 7 on picks. He had, you know, obviously his kind of season on the ground. He had, you know, over 400 rushing yards on the ground as well. I think he should be in consideration for Offensive Player of the Year, but I would not be mad if they gave it to Henry. We do not see 2,000-yard rushing seasons that often anymore. I so, don't think we've seen one since AP, so. 2,000? Um, Barkley was up there. I think he had 2,000 all purpose. Yeah, no, Barkley definitely didn't hit 2,000. Um, Barkley was up there. He had a, his rookie season, he had a ton of yards. I don't know if it was 2000. Uh, it was, so there's been eight running backs to do it in NFL history. Uh, the first one to ever do it was OJ Simpson in 1973, who did it mm-hmm. in a 14 game season, which is kind of ridiculous. That's, yeah, that was stupid. Then uh, 1984, Eric Dickerson did it, where he ran for 2,100 yards, which is the most in NFL history. Then Barry Sanders did it in 1997. Terrell Davis did it in 98. Jamal Lewis did it in 2003. Uh, Chris Johnson did it in 2009. Then Adrian Peterson did it in 2012, where he came eight yards shy of tying the record. I remember that. And then now there's Derrick Henry with this season. Derrick Henry, this is a, he's a generational talent, and... I mean, I know we're kind of getting away from the age of the running back, but even with that, still generational. He's he's special. And I'll tell you what, he's he's twenty seven, uh, something like that. So he's still got years left. I mean, he can maybe do it twice. I don't know. If, has anyone awesome. ever done it twice? No, no one's ever done it twice. That'd be insane if he did it twice, but. I would definitely not be upset if they gave off. I think there'd be some serious there. Hall of Fame consideration right there. If you, uh, if you I, I think he already there. has some pretty solid Hall of Fame consideration. He's definitely got his resume building up, but I mean, most of those guys you mentioned are Hall of Famers slash will be Hall of Famers. I'm pretty sure the only ones that aren't in the Hall of Fame that are eligible would be Jamal, Jamal Lewis, Lewis and Chris Jones. Yeah. AP's going to be a Hall of Famer as soon as Absolutely. he's eligible. First ballot. Um, but MVP. The, the crown jewel award for players in the NFL. Who is your MVP? I'm going to tell you about a man that was on a mission this season, Bryce. He saw his organization draft what, what could have been his replacement. He knew that there was a fire lit under his ass, and he had a chip on his shoulder. Aaron Rodgers swang dick this season on the NFL. 48 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, 4,300 yards. Frankly, you can make an argument for other players, but Rodgers really didn't have a bad week this season. Led his team to a 13-3 record, number one seed in the NFC. In a solid position to make a playoff run, like, you know, to the Super Bowl. I really don't see how you say anyone other than Aaron Rodgers right now. And I'm in complete agreement. Um, there is his Aaron Rodgers award. I mean, he was, uh, he was, I mean, 
I mean, you saw what happened to Carson Wentz, you know, when they drafted a second round QB, he ended up getting replaced by him. Packers took Packers took Jordan Love in the first round. And everyone was like, oh, the relationship's fractured. He hates the Packers, blah, 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 blah. He goes out there as arguably the best year of his career. I would honestly say it was the best year. I of think his it, I think this has been his best year of the career, which makes sense why this would be his first MVP. This makes sense. Um, it's honestly a goddamn shame. No, it's not his first MVP. One MVP before. I thought he hadn't won MVP, and that's why everyone was talking about it being a big deal. No, he's won. He won one. He's won at least one or two. Oh yeah, he won in 2011, 2014. Okay. That's... Yeah, this is his third, I think. Um, what was there? everyone was saying this was like Rogers' first year of something? That no, was like a big deal. But oh, he broke his franchise touchdown record. That doesn't um, sound right, but well, he did. But, and none I of this, mean, yeah, I, I get that, but hey, none of this sounds right. I it is, I listen, everyone talks about Tom Brady's level of dominance and how long he's been dominant. I don't think people talk about Rogers enough. He has been fucking phenomenal. Since the start, since he got his opportunity in Green Bay, he's been nothing but spectacular. And I mean, you Packers, listen, they're a very, very legitimate team to win the Super Bowl. Um, I think they should be the NFC favorites. Oh, they're absolutely the NFC favorite. And this is exactly how you bounce back. You know, you got embarrassed in the NFC championship game. They drafted QB round one. Everyone's chatting shit. Rodgers comes out. He's pissed. He has the season of his career. You do not have the season. Like, Tom Brady's been good a long time, but he's never had the season of his career in the back half of his career. Rodgers comes out, back half of his career, season of his fucking life, third MVP. That is special. This is why I take him over Tom Brady all the time because he does shit like this. People just don't give him enough attention for it. No, it's definitely a lot. It definitely makes sense. I'm just trying to imagine what if this team took like T. Higgins or Michael Pittman Jr. or yeah, I mean, Vizca Chenault, literally any of the wide receivers that were available at pick 26. Hey, maybe maybe they really did see something in Jordan Love. I don't know. But I'll tell you what. Rodgers is not leaving that seat for, for at least a couple more years. That is his position. He is the Packers QB until he decides he doesn't want to anymore. And not even Brett Favre really got that distinction. The Packers really decided they were done with Brett Favre. Um, so... I, I listen, I can't say enough good things about Rodgers. I'm happy for him. I think this is his MVP, no question about it. Um, and I hope the Packers go to the Super Bowl. I really do. Because if the Packers go to the Super Bowl, I think we automatically get a great matchup. There's a good chance we're going to get Rodgers and Holmes this year, which would make for a fantastic Super Bowl that I'm actually going to be able to watch now because my fucking internship got canceled. But that's for neither here nor there. Yeah, they care about you breathing. Um, I respect that in some way. Motherfucker, I don't. Well, I I know, I know, but they have. I mean, they're legally responsible for you breathing. So it's football, man. It's football. I'm a football guy. I'll die for this shit. I don't got time for breathing. There's football. How could I breathe when there's football? (laughs) Exactly. God damn. Oh, that's crazy. We're talking about the national championship. 
No, we. I mean, we both pick Bama. It's really that simple. <laughs> it really is. I hope it's a good game, though. That's all I really care about. Yeah. I don't care about either of these teams winning at all. I have reasons to dislike both both of them, but I I don't really. I mean, there's no winning. There's no winning if you're a neutral fan in this situation. Like both these both of these fan bases fucking suck. But like, it it is. You know, I will be happy for Raza if Ohio State somehow wins this game. But I also know if they lose, Raza's going to have some fire tweets. So I mean, it's kind of a win-win. You know, I feel bad for our country, but this is glorious content. Dang. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, you know, I'm going to bring it back to, you know, the DC thing. Terrible time for our country. The Twitter content was fantastic. It was. Now it's time to talk baseball. I know that's you know, the words you don't hear. Actually, well, well we, we're going to talk the Lindor trade, but I guess before we talk the Lindor trade, uh, rest in peace, Tommy Lasorda. Yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. I know he just got out of the hospital like a couple of days ago, but I mean, he's he's ninety three. I mean, he lived a he lived man. a great life. Lived a great life. Rest in peace, Tommy. That's a franchise icon right there. That's a that's a baseball icon. That man was with the Dodgers for like sixty plus years. I. Uh... He coached from 73 to 96, and then I think he was a part of the organization after that, too. So literally yeah, like from the 70s was... well into the 2000s, I believe. Tommy, I, I mean, yeah, rest in peace, Tommy. Baseball legend. We lost, we've lost a lot of baseball legends in the last uh, few months. We really have. But uh, a, ba- a current baseball legend just lost his career trajectory. Francisco Lindor traded to the Mets. You know, Steve Cohen. There, he's he's trying to make moves. I I don't understand. I don't understand why people think this is anything to do with Steve Cohen. It's nothing to do with Steve Cohen. It's a trade. He signs the checks. You know, people like to give him all the credit for it, so fuck it. Look, I understand, like, yeah, obviously you're hyped, you get Lindor, but this Met team still has holes. Um, maybe they fill them, I don't know, but Lindor's not going to fix the Mets. I mean, they got Carrasco, too. Yeah, everyone's, like, everyone says that, like, it matters. He's not that good. Like he, yeah, he, he'll, he's, he's a solid number two option in most bolt in uh, most rotations, and he's their number three option right now. So I think that's two? a pretty good problem to have. Yeah. Was he even two in Cleveland? Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of depends on when it was because you know Kluber and Clevenger and everything, but I don't know. It depends on how Noah comes back. Um, their rotation is good. I mean, obviously you have the best pitcher in baseball. You have to grow them. Um, I would say you have probably the second. I would say definitely second best shortstop in the league. Now in Lindor, um, what do you put above him? Because I've always seen Lindor as uh, the number one, like the consensus number one. Oh, I'm putting Tatis over him. 
That's fair. I can see that. Tatis is listen. I know he's young, but you gotta respect. I don't, I don't hate. I don't hate putting Tatis at number at number one. Dude, Tatis is so fucking good. It's not even fair. Like it's it's honestly not fair how good Tatis is. Future face of baseball, right there. I think he honestly is the face of baseball right now. Because, like, you think about who would you say even is right now? Right now, who would the face of baseball be? Eh, probably, oh, like, Trout. Best player in the league right now is Mike Trout, who's a very generic-looking white guy, so... Yeah. It's kind of hard to make him the face of baseball when you wouldn't even recognize him at a shopping mall. I think that's the thing about baseball is, like, not a lot of people... Um, you know, like not a lot of people are gonna like you know, and at least in most areas, like stop and be like, "Yo, he's a he's a baseball player." Like honestly, like who cares? That is true. Um, obviously that's different from some cities to others, but most cities they probably won't care. Um, I would say the face of baseball. I mean, it's gonna be Lindor or not Lindor Tatis. Lindor is good, but he's not a face of baseball. I mean, Lindor is great. I it's a good pickup for the Mets. I'm not gonna say it isn't. Obviously, it is, but it's not gonna. I, I don't see it fixing anything, or I, I not 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 it's fixing anything. Them. Like this is yeah. this is. They're probably a fringe wildcard team at this point. I think. Uh, I would. St- I honestly would take the Nats over them right now. Currently, I mean, they could still make moves that change that opinion, but I think that Nat team, because we never, I don't think we ever brought up with the Nats, you know, they have Josh Bell now. That rotation is still nice. It, it's good over there. Yeah, I just, I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with putting the Nats over them right now. Because both these teams have really good pitching rotations now. I think the Mets are the Actually, you might be if you really... take out the if you take out the pitching rotation. Actually, you're right. I might be tripping. I think you just got a little ahead of yourself. I might have, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I The Mets are hard to rate. And obviously, everyone's hyped about Cohen, whatever, but they still have a lot to do, I think. They still have to get... I, I think Springer's a must-get for them. If they don't get Springer, then even with getting Lindor, this offseason's kind of a failure. Well, the good thing is there's plenty of free agents still available. Yeah, but like, I mean, they passed. They passed on Romuto, which didn't make a lot of sense. Which Um, is weird because I don't even know why you wouldn't even try and get Romuto. Because if if you're trying to spend the money. Yeah, they decided McCann was better, which, like, McCann's not bad. He's a solid, cheap option. But. If you get an opportunity to get JT Real Muto, I don't know how you don't go for him. Yeah, I don't I didn't understand that either. Um I think Springer's a must get, like I said. I think they gotta get they gotta get one more starter, I think. And I mean they could very easily get a solid number five or whatever. Um even if it's not Bauer, that Odorizzi still on the market, could get him. Not a bad consolation prize. Bullpen still needs some help. Um, they they got some work to do. Lindor is definitely not the end. Uh, 
Uh, do we have anything else to talk about, or should we just wrap up this episode? Um, I think we can wrap it up. All right. So that is going to do it for episode 126 of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at ENM Cusick, that is spelled C U S I C K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Beeriz, I T S B R I Z Z. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.